Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. Alright, well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Start the show. Alright, so um, this week, uh, Sean, um, it's, it's, a little, it's a little warmer in my apartment, and that's not because of the July heat. It's that there is another body that has apparated here from far off lands. Hey! In the... Welcome back, Max. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not actually Max. I, I I just I just pulled a homeless person off the street. No, it is Max. It is Max. Um, <laughs> how was uh, how was uh, you know Patriot Country, especially around the Fourth of July? Oh, it was wonderful. Fireworks are now legal in the state of Maine, and that is that. It was a long time coming. Yeah, because fireworks were already prevalent in the state of Maine, so now they're just. Legal. But you still can't use Vermont firewood to uh, light those fireworks, right? Probably not. They're pretty pretty serious about firewood uh, interstate exchanges. Yeah, I don't I don't really get that. But you know, then again, I'm you know from a place that's hot a lot of the year, so firewood is limited. Also, living in Northern Virginia, I, I think it's like the insects that can live in the firewood. It's the same reason why you, when you when you take your boat across state borders, they inspect it before you put it in the marinas in different states because they don't want you to have like algae growing on your boat from one lake that yeah. may not go very well with the algae in another lake it's it's, it's you know so um we'll save the boat dis- discussion for our privileged podcast and uh instead uh i don't know the one that we'll never have enough money to record yeah <laughs> that's well it got really dark um no but uh i i think i think this week um i, I think i was the one who this is the thing i would get perturbed about obviously but um <laughs> uh, you know well yeah this is pretty classic you so, I, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, one of our favorite things to hate, I, I think, is internet listicles. And, um, you know, it's good Max is here because I think he is our, our expert on them. Though, Sean, you, you get a lot yourself. Um, I, I am exposed to them a lot, yes. So, how often do you think that, Max, do you think you see stuff on your, your Facebook feed about, you know, you're a 90s kid if blank, blank? Uh, at least feed? once a week. Yeah, so I think this week we want to delve into that, but there's kind of like a bigger question there, which is, um, you know, for us, we were all born in the 1990s, but I, my position is kind of that that is by no means the decade that has defined me or mattered most to me, other than that's when I began my existence. Um, So, I, I mean... I, I think off off the the bat, I just I'm I'm curious about either of you if if you think that there's a particular time period that you're like yes that's what I that's when I came into being not necessarily an adult I know Max we discussed this um, but you're like ah you know that was that was my time maybe you haven't had it yet I don't know I mean I think Max is a creature of 70s AM radio more than anything yeah. Um. So, so that that's actually a sort of a corollary version that really uh, that really irritates me mm-hmm. is when people talk about uh, usually in the context of, of music. I was born in the wrong decade. Uh, like fuck you, no, you weren't. You were born when you were supposed to be born because that's how birth works. Um, but I, I I don't know. I don't think that. 
I don't think about it a lot. I don't think there's necessarily – I haven't looked back on a decade yet and said, oh, this is without a doubt you know, the decade that has defined me. I, I imagine – uh, I imagine when I look back, the 2010s will probably figure prominently in that in that calculus. Sure. I mean, graduated from high school, graduated from college, you know, started life as a, a working human. Lots of cultural experiences during that time. I mean, I think that that's kind of a you know, I think that's kind of a no brainer. Uh, but I know that you also so you have a specific theory about I I do what what define what decade defines you I do and and I think first I, I would I would kind of pose this to Max because you brought it up you know Max you just brought back a bunch of records of your vinyl records uh, that were your parents and these are from prob- you know mostly I guess before you were born if not. Uh, well, I think exclusively before I was probably, born because I don't think my parents have listened to any. They said in like thirty years. So, so <laughs> even even if someone says that like, you know, I was born in the wrong decade. I really like music from the sixties, the seventies, the eighties. Um, one thing I think about is your your kind of like interaction with that is still based on something outside of that moment because you know you have all now you have for instance Jethro Tull records. And you can say now, you're like, oh, I know this is a good record. Yesterday you were talking to me about Grateful Dead records. You're like, oh, I know this one is really good. If you're living in that moment, I think there's more. You are you are consuming that culture, and there is the risk that it sucks. Or maybe you were really into, uh, you know, someone that, that was, you know, had a, a short peak in the 70s and then kind of disappeared. I mean, I know for me there, uh, there's a hip-hop act, uh, this guy, Grande Marshall, who I liked for a little bit. I, I don't know what he's doing now. He's, he's probably fine. But stuff like that. It's like, you know, 10 years from now, people can say, oh, that was really good or not. And I think you, even though you're consuming 70s, 80s culture, you kind of have the, the hindsight that is that is helpful. Um, in, in that, like, you are, you are, it's, you're still consuming it as someone of the 2000s or the 2010s. Okay, as and opposed to consuming it as someone from the sixties, as no, it ha- as it happens. Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely it's definitely different. I mean it's the same way I'm watching the X Files. That's what, very you're different. Still than watching, watching the X Files? Well, I haven't watched it in a while, but there's I'm not a lot done of with it. it. There's a there's a week of it. So, I, but that's a good point that there's like a there's a filtering effect where yeah. you if you listen to you know if you start listening to a band thirty years after it's broken up, you're probably at least starting with stuff that's already been sort of defined as good by someone. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, and I think that's reasonable. Um, going, going back to the, the decade that defines you, and really the, the sort of the inciting action here, which is the, the glut of 90s kid nostalgia that exists now, uh, before we before we delve into what decade defines you and, and Pierce's theory and, and mine and Max's thoughts about that theory, I think that it's important to say that, in my opinion at least, and, and I think Max agreed with me when we were talking about this earlier, that this 90s kid nostalgia is not 
proclaiming that the 90s were the decade that defined the people they're sort of targeting with with this stuff. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of cases, you just, you have nostalgia because these things are the first, you know, the first TV shows you watched, the yeah. first, you know, discontinued sodas you drank. Um, rest in peace, Surge. Um, and and you know, and and I think firsts. First is probably a good way to redirect back to your theory on what decade defines a person. So why don't why don't we go ahead and cross that bridge now? So and and I kind of alluded to this in the the records, which is that um, I think that the time that defines you is when you first start um, putting your finances or, or whatever towards. Uh, you know, cultural consumption. You know, uh, when a lot of people, I think that the people have strong memories about their first cars or their first concerts and everything. And I think I went to concerts before some of my first concerts with my family or whatever. But that first time you take some sort of, you know, financial risk to support a group you really like, or you know, you you buy your you buy your first suit, or or you know, you and now it's you go to your first music festival, you go on your first really big trip. Um, I think that when you start to put your own capital to to cultural consumption, I think that's more and it's not even, you know, adulthood. It's like this is something that I'm going to remember and, and I did where, you know, where someone else is if someone else introduces it to you. But I, I think that's important too. you know, you have a friend group who is also in certain interest in certain things. But, you know, there's a difference between Max, you uh, inheriting Jethro Tull albums and you going out and buying your own Aqualung album, you know, even if <laughs> I find that to be misguided, you are in the 2010s saying, this is, this is, uh, you know, culture that I want to consume and I am putting my funds toward it. And I, I, I think that that's the times that I remember when, you know, kind of these are really memories I'm remembering and things I'm doing, concerts I did or didn't go to. It's the times when I started having money to be able to spend on them. Sure, and let the record show that the Aqualung album was no more than the cost of a medium coffee. Wow, that's that's a really <laughs> expensive Aqualung album. <laughs> um, I, I think I think they could kind of be related. I don't know if this is kind of a tangent, but I, I see those you mentioned when I was talking about the you know ten images that'll make you show show that you're a '90s kid. And you said, oh, it's just an, an ad. And I think it really is. You see some of this stuff come back that's like, now that we have money, they can target us with stuff that we grew up with, yeah. but like framed in a way that we'll buy it. I mean, the Jefferson Theater in Charlottesville has uh, 90s dance party events pretty regularly. See, and you know? that's, that's the thing that I find weird because we were not – okay, let me – let me phrase this correctly. Cool. We let's, were... let's sound sound the blanket generalization alarm. So no, I no, I don't mean that. I meant like mm, we're we're going there. Okay, uh, okay, knower of things, Sean. As an eight year old, were you going to dance parties? I don't think so. That's that's not. Mm. That's what that's what I'm saying is like I, I get that there's an interest in that stuff because you were there, but like, but you don't have to have been going to dance parties in the '90s. To go to a '90s music dance party in 2017, it's it's just 
it like it's more of an opportunity to just go and listen to all of the one hit wonders that you yeah. en- you know that you enjoyed when you maybe first started listening to music but you weren't quite at that point of buying CDs for yourself. So like I I, I don't I mean it definitely started like this was going down a path of well we weren't listening you know we weren't like actively listening to music in the 90s yeah no that's that's what i'm saying like i i remember when when no strings attached came out I, I, of course i remember that um but like i didn't i wasn't like in in a bar dancing to that uh and, and of course you weren't because you weren't old enough to be in a bar then but well, that doesn't mean you can't go see my bar id and do it <laughs> now no, that's that, all right, McLovin. Uh, yeah, that's 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 true. Um, I I think that um, yeah, but but I do remember in you know probably twenty eleven or so on that kind of range. You know, I would go to places and be very and still am like very interested in the music they're playing. But like, oh, I you know I saw them or um, you know oh they they play music that I don't like. I'm not going to go to this place or whatever. Um, so I don't know if. 20 years from now, I'm going to go, well, I'll, my, I don't know if my knees will be ready for that, but I don't know if I'm going to go to like a 2010s dance party or whatever. I mean, maybe Max, you'd enjoy going to like an early, you know, early nineties, I guess, um, electronic music show dance party. Uh, early nineties. Maybe. Uh, Yeah. I did. I did go to an eighties, uh, concert last night. That was... Oh, that's right. You did. And that, you, uh, you this, did this is we're, we're focused a lot on music. I'm curious if you guys think that music defines decades better than anything else. Um, well, I mean, that's... is music like a driver of pop culture, and pop culture is kind of what defines a, a, a time period? That's a good question. It and could probably arguably be its own entire podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it's a deep it, question. I think it is. I think it is uh, at least of the of the pop culture things. I think it might be the best sort of stand-in, just because so you know so frequently in history, like music has has been has been an art form that's really reflected what was going on in yeah. the decade, and it hasn't uh, changed, you know, or, as or at least at the time. Like like movies and TV have changed a lot because of technology. Like, when you watch an old movie, it's like, oh, it's black and white and on high def. Like, you listen to an old song and you don't get that same thing. I mean, it might be a different style of recording, but you're not going to you're not gonna pick apart the quality. That's not going to impact your your enjoyment, I don't think, as much. So you mentioned the X-Files. And, you know, we talk out with some frequency. Um, but the thing about television or, or movies, even, the way you consume it is you kind of have to be pretty stationary. And a lot of times it's not with other people. We just mentioned bars. Um, that's, you know, a lot of people might be consuming music or whatever. Last night I saw Mitski, which was just a superb show. And just as an example of that, if I was in a, a coffee place and Mitski was playing, I'd be like, I'm really into this coffee place because there would be some kind of, I'm like, I dig their thing. It's a thing I like. I also bought a t-shirt at the Mitski show last night. I saw night. it. It has teeth on it. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, you know, and so now, now I am wearing the music that I'm into and... You know, sometimes they'll have like really cool graphics on them, and then there's just—I feel like there's so many layers of connections with the music because you can very directly share it with other people. That is harder to do with a movie. Like yeah. I can, you can listen to a song, and that takes three minutes. 
for us to watch a movie oh, together. Not a Jethro Tull song. <laughs> yeah, for us to watch a movie together, that's two and a half hours that you know we are however long that we have to spend together. And then you know what people I feel like don't we don't I feel like a lot of us don't have the attention span anymore to have a conversation about a movie we saw or that's another topic <laughs> or a television show. Yeah. So music is like especially pop music, which I think you know there's a reason it's called popular music. Um, that's like just such an easy like cultural thing and you know again I remember 90s one hit wonders probably not as well as other people do but like those are things that stick in your head forever Thumb Thumping will always be number one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I I kind of meant when I first suggested that I kind of meant it more in terms of music being frequently used as an app kind of a lasting avenue for social commentary in in part because music just lasts better than movies and TV shows or well certainly better than TV shows um cuz we don't watch we don't really watch many shows from the 70s mm-hmm. but we still have records like Marvin Gaye's What's Going On which is this powerful work uh you know talking about life in black america and and also at the time of Vietnam. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you've got protest folk songs of the 30s and the 60s. Um, but, you know, but but your your point about uh, music being something that involves kind of more active participation when you experience it, too, I, I think that's a I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and it's the culture we it's the culture that we pay for most often, even though like a lot of times we're not you know have I ever purchased a Mitski album? No, and I listened to it on Spotify, but I did just go to a concert and they just buy her t shirt so I'm still participating in the music thing. Um, I bought a Mitski record, yeah, you did um Ooh. I went to a movie this week, but it's it's harder for me to support like the artists that I like with with movies because there's so many like mm-hmm. you know how do you even purchase that it's it's slightly different it's hard to support edgar wright if edgar wright doesn't have a movie coming out every year yeah um so i i think i generally like the foundation of your thesis here which is that when you take the step into paying your own money for let's let's call it entertainment um that is sort of a statement. You are at the point where you are now making a statement about what defines you. However, I do think there is a, a potential hitch in in your theory. And we talked about this when, when you first brought this topic up to me. Probably, I guess it was last week. Mm-hmm. So, so let's say... Let's just let's invent a person who I'm I'm sure just by the the laws of the universe exists somewhere. Born in 1992, kind of like me and Max, starts buying CDs in 2012. Kind of a tough time to start buying CDs for the first time, um, but. By so by your by your framework, if we're following it to the letter, mm-hmm. you know this person has turned twenty 
and has now started buying. I mean, that's also really late to start buying your own music, but um, you know, the 2010s would be the decade that defines this hypothetical fellow or, or lady. What happens if she buys her first CDs in 2012, and she buys? like a pavement record or, or a Led Zeppelin, like a Led Zeppelin greatest hits album. I mean, those, those are, those are pieces of culture that are very much not from the 2010s. So I, 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 there, there's, there's sort of an, a second aspect, which is that it maybe you're right that the 2010s is still the, the calendar decade that defines you because it, it's when you started buying your own entertainment. But how much does what what the culture is and, and what time the culture comes from, how much does that affect it? So I think this is the, the same with, you know, Max listening to stuff from the 70s and 80s. You're still you, – you are setting – for this, even if it is from a different time, is still very much this decade. And it goes back to, I think, with, uh, you know, you might buy certain pavement records or certain Led Zeppelin records because um, because you know that they're, they're good, or you start there and then you go to stuff that's not as good, as opposed to, you know, something like, I, I don't know, I'm thinking about the way I listen to Kendrick Lamar, or, or have listened to him. He came to UVA in 2011, and the fall of 2011, um, you know, after Section 80 came out, I had seen him earlier that summer. So I've kind of followed him in a linear fashion. Someone that's five years younger than me might start listening to Kendrick Lamar now, and so they'll start with the most recent album or whatever, and then they'll move backwards because they're like, "Oh, this one was good. Let me go see the older stuff." And mm-hmm. so I kind of think that you are you are always kind of. Um, being in the different moments has a huge effect and that's a very small only a couple years difference 40 years later like uh, you know Marvin Gaye I think it's a really good example that's somebody who had a couple different careers within his career as as I think the article that you shared a a few weeks ago talked about and it's something people talk about all the time Mm -hmm. Um, and so I I think that you know you're you're always going I would still say that's someone of the 2010s because they are consuming that through that lens Okay, I, I think that's reasonable. So, so you're you would argue that, regardless of when, when your culture is coming from, you're still experiencing it. Ugh. Oh God, you're still experiencing it as a person in the 2010s. So, so that's that's the overriding factor. Another example is the you know, currently a couple books that have been very popular in the last you know eight nine months are. Uh, Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood which is a book that came out 30 years ago Uh, 1984 which is a book that came out a very long time ago Mm -hmm. just because you're reading something or consuming something that is much older the reason people are reading it now is because they are looking at it through the lens of this moment so I think you yeah you're right that's a great example and again I'm so glad we have Max here because it's someone who does consume you know, went to an 80s concert last night. Really wanted to go to that Tears for Fear show. Um, but you are consuming it 
someone in the 2010s. You're not seeing Tears for Fears circa 1980-whatever. I'm not seeing Tears for Fears at all, luckily. Well, yeah. And Hall & Oates. I keep on forgetting to say Hall & Oates. I know that's the, the real the real thing you'd go for. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tears for Fears were opening for Hall & Oates. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess I should... I should sort of lift the cover off and and say that the hypothetical person is essentially me. I mean, I like the first music that I really got into was, uh, you know, in large part was the seventies and eighties, like funk and R and B that my dad listened to, mm-hmm. and like the rock records that my uh, my mom and her brothers had at my grandparents' house. So like. A Led Zeppelin CD was one of the, you know, one of the first, you know, one of the first musical purchases I made when I started actually getting into music. Um, and so so I kind of, like, I think about that a little bit. Another thing that, that interests me a little is uh, how sort of positioning within a decade affects this. So, like, what, you know, if you start, if you hit that threshold in, like, August of 2009 do you really count as the 2000s being the decade that defined you I would say probably not Mm -hmm. unless you really pack some significant experience into those four months yeah Mm -hmm. so Sean you mentioned um, the music I also started buying CDs way before 2012 okay you you mentioned that the music you were you were introduced to from your parents and I realized there's something we haven't discussed that might only affect me. Mm-hmm. It does only affect me, I think. And that's uh, siblings. I have a brother who is three years older than me. So mm-hmm. most of my pop culture was provided... I kind of had a three-year leg up. Like, the music I was listening to at home was whatever CDs he was buying. Yeah. So I was not necessarily being introduced to the same music that my uh, my friends who didn't have older siblings were. I think that plays a huge part in... So I think that that, that makes me think of point i was going to bring up too which is you know you've mentioned stuff stuff your brother listened to stuff your parents listened to or or did or watched or whatever and same thing with you sean um and one thing i think about and this goes back to you know using your your own money maybe uh, at first it's kind of influenced by you know other people people that you know as you kind of transition to to yourself i mean it takes a while to figure out you know that kind of stuff the stuff that I have discovered on my own is some of the stuff that I'm, you know, most attached to. Like, it, it, we've talked about music a lot, but one thing that is very important to me um, is, you know, is is coffee. And that's something that essentially I came to on my own, and we happen to be living in a really great moment for coffee and local roasters. And this is, you know, this is a drug that, you know, for could be simple about it, it's a drug everyone uses all the time. Um, and I happen to have a connection to it that's different than other people, and I enjoy talking about it with people. I enjoy sharing it with people, but no one really introduced me to. I mean, maybe I had interactions, but you know, I didn't. I didn't have an older brother. I didn't have you know an aunt or an uncle who were like, "Hey, you try this coffee I made." That was never. There's not like the the Proustian moment, um, you know, where you know I remember a cookie that I had or something like that. It's. I discovered this mm-hmm. on my own. And for me, I think that in decades, as you mentioned, Sean, maybe that's a bad thing, but, you know, there are these moments. And the moments that have built up to me having coffee is is kind yeah. of important. 
I get that, and 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 Max, I think that's a a good point. I you know I I've never talked to my brother, who was younger than me, about uh, uh you know about whether he he felt any of that uh, when when we were younger. But it's funny how that can flip because there there was sort of a stretch from really probably from two thousand from like halfway through college until you know a year ago when I probably was introduced to more new music by him than by anyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of, it's been kind of fun to see how that, you know, how that flips and, and, you know, and I start getting music recommendations from my younger brother instead of possibly going the other way. This, this has been music focused and I just, it has, I know. And I just mentioned, I mean, what I essentially mentioned is, is food. And I think food is very much like having a, a cultural moment and I do think you see trends in that too you know I follow Bon Appetit and and Food 52 on Instagram for instance and you know it's not only seasonal changes it's it's stuff like rosé is it's such a continues to be a huge thing and I've apologized before for mispronouncing rosé um you know and that was in like oh well that was in 2012 and you know, seeing these these things are important. And I don't, I don't know. Just mm-hmm. you know, right now, I think it's you you get certain types of food and stuff like that. I mean, I, I think that's another one. Are, are there any other things that you think help? And that's a really good example of like if you're going to go to a nice restaurant or have like the hot new food, you really have to have your own income, and you got to make a choice because I mean, I know that there's stuff that growing up, like my family wouldn't have wanted to go and had you know basically. Uh, shrimp in a fried bird's nest kind of looking thing that I got from Bad Saint. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was introduced to a lot of food through working in a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, that was my my first raw oyster was one of the regulars bought a dozen, and I was looking at him, and he, you know, he was like, "Oh, you've never had one? I have one." Yeah. And then you know, so the story goes. It's interesting, you know. Anthony Bourdain mentions in his book when second book, I guess, when he uh, when he first realizes that food is something important. And it's uh, you know it's not important to everyone. Well, I guess on a on a basic level it is, but um, you know caring about food at the at, at that level is not important to everyone. But you know neither is music. There's people that don't like music, um, unfortunately. Uh, but to so. speak of a movie, I think of American Psycho, and like there's that seemingly like very '80s vibe where it's like oh you know we're going to all these you know really special restaurants that you can't get a reservation to at all. And clearly that's that carries some cultural um cash. But was that about the food or was that just about having access to something that other people didn't have access well, to? Well that's another important I part think, of culture. I think, you know, your your cultural capital is built off of what you have and what others do not. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's access to concerts or access to you know care. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> I couldn't help it. You, you monster. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a thing too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, your your access is defines you know how how tuned in mm. you are. Oh, do you know? Do you if you listen to this artist? No. Have you have you gone to this this art exhibit? Do, you know all this stuff. It's like have you? And we've definitely talked about this before. This, you know, what is what is Instagram? What is well, maybe not so much Twitter. What is Facebook? It's it's look at what I've collected. Oh yeah, look at all these pictures of places I've been. Yeah, like I couldn't really take a photo last night at the Mitski concert, and I 
I like I like taking photographs at concerts so that I remember you know the date I was there and, and stuff like that and it does help me remember um, but then you you put it on Instagram it's like who is that for that's, that's for me it's for me to show my cultural capital and for other people to see it um, and sometimes I'll tell myself that I'm trying to share that moment but no 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 it was it was just my moment <laughs> maybe I was there with other people but like it's very you know self-serving no, that whole show was just for you. I, I, I would I would be okay with that if if they wanted to do a show just for me. I would I would gladly accept that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't have anything else really. It's just you know it's, this is what I spend my money on culture. Yeah, I think I'm probably good to go too, Max. Do you have anything else you want to close this topic out with? Um, no, I think we've covered some some cool stuff. Yeah, you'll have to tell us when when you think what decade you'll see yourself become an adult in. Oh man, or time period era. Oh boy, uh, that might be a, a subject for another time. Yeah. Uh, but if you have thoughts, uh, you want to tell us what uh, what decade you think defines you, come check us out on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and let us know what you think. In the meantime, it is time once again for that lovely segment where Pierce apologizes to someone. Hint, it's usually himself. Uh, it's Pierce's sorry. What's on tap this week? So uh, I'm, I'm looking at my list of stuff, and I was going to do something different um, about, a, about a concert. But um, actually, the thing I'm going to apologize for is um, it, it actually happened yesterday evening. Um Max and Robert and I are, are walking to – I don't even know if I want to tell people the bar that we go to because I don't want – actually, never mind. Uh, we were going to Galaxy Hut. Um, and so we're I was the, hoping you were going to Bourdain this one. Uh, in what capacity? In, in that he, he doesn't like doing shows necessarily from places that he really loves because he doesn't want to turn them into tourist traps. We're on our way to Spider Kelly's. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. <laughs> Uh, no. You nailed it, Max. <laughs> no, no, no. So, well, okay. So we were on our way to to this 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 place we like, and so we're walking. We're walking. I guess I guess the direction is north, north. Uh, northeast, yeah. Northeast from from like the the Balsan area toward Clarendon. Mm-hmm. We are walking along, and there are three people coming the opposite direction from us. Walking away from Clarendon, which you may be familiar, uh, uh, Sean, is where Spider Kelly's is, Clarendon Ballroom, and also a place called Mr. Days. Yes. They they were lost. They were trying to go to Mr. Days. I'm not apologizing for helping them um, because – well, actually, I didn't help them. Max and, and Robert were, were helping them. I'm apologizing for – keeping my mouth shut and not shut and not suggesting they go literally anywhere else on the face of the earth. And I think Max should apologize for being complicit and sending them somewhere where they were not going to have a good time. Um, I don't think you know that. Well, I knew that I knew that they could have a better time somewhere else. Now I did get frustrated with Robert and I should also apologize. I got frustrated with Robert for telling them where we were going because I could tell they were not people that I necessarily wanted to hang out with. So that that was bad by me. I should not have have 
chastise Robert for 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 adding to his good deed by suggesting that that you know that we were going to a cooler place. But you know, if you are aware of a place you are, if you are a a you know a, a man about town or woman about town, person about town, give people a recommendation. Don't just help them. Really help them. And I didn't do that, so I was I was a bad Arlingtonian <laughs> last night. Uh, I I just disagree with that perspective entirely. But I, I I appreciate the I certainly appreciate the second apology. It's arguably the most you know most sincere and non self serving apology yet. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you realize that with. In the fact that you keep a list, you are essentially living out the canceled NBC sitcom "My Name Is Earl," right? That's a really damning thing. You are Jason Lee. Yeah. You are Earl. Yeah. I mean, I have things that I'm like actually sorry for. These are like, you know, <laughs> these are just these these are just things that Finally. I should should announce that like I'm I'm also sorry the for these, babes. but these like. There are things that it's like, no, that was actually really bad. You're a terrible person. <laughs> Anyways, do we have... finally he admits it? <laughs> do we have a big idea from pop culture instead? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know if you have a particular one. I mean, I can think of one too. Uh, I'll I'll let you I'll let you do one, but first I I I have uh, our our weekly uh, Game of Thrones update. Do-dum, 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 do-dum. Uh, mission accomplished. Oh, you're 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 uh, I'm, present. I'm done. Oh wow, I am at present. Oh man, ne- next weekend should be big. Or, it's no. it's gonna it's gonna be big. I uh, today today as we were recording this Sunday was a, a day that I uh, I woke up with a pretty bad hangover and the knowledge that I wasn't gonna do anything of note. Nice. And so I said, I've got a few more episodes let's uh let's knock these out so i can get back to something that vaguely resembles a normal social life and Hmm. that way i can spend the last week before season seven begins uh uh, reading about stuff as as i so choose listening to the i guess to the binge mode episodes for season six and uh not not feeling like i needed to uh to make sure I crammed in the Battle of the Bastards before uh, before Sunday, yeah. Um, so I did it. I didn't plan to. I didn't plan to get caught up, and it just kind of happened. Um, nice, you did it. So to to whatever of my friends have chosen this as a way to spend forty five minutes on a Monday or some other day. Uh, you might actually see me again soon. So, yeah. uh, hooray. It just took you, what, 60 hours? It, yeah. Right. Shade under. They're more like 50 to 55 minutes. So we, we're really, we're saving uh, in total somewhere on the order of about five, uh, not five hours. Whatever, yeah, five whatever hours. helps you sleep at night. I mean, that's fine. Save, it, it could, it's really only like 55. It's yeah. no big deal. So... The actual big idea from Pop Culture this week, I mean, this this is really easy. Um, you know, this will come out on, on Monday. Um, you're already three days behind on the new Chaim album. 
Um, that's that's it. Go go listen to it. They're they're great. They're they're it's wonderful. A strong album. Yeah, it's it. Not only are they great, but the the album is is very good. I I mean I'm no I'm no arbiter of of what great music is, but like it's fun. Go listen to it. It's you know California rock. It's poppy, but it's also you know just really good. Also go watch their SNL performance from. I guess two months ago, which was just stellar. Um, yeah, it really was. It was a good one. Yeah, and uh, they're not afraid to dance, and in the bassist case, make John Mayer esque, uh, John Mayer slash Evan Nolte faces while playing bass, and uh, <laughs> it's just little things like that are so so charming, so charming. Agreed, and and Max, I think it's got some stuff for you. It's definitely yeah, definitely got some, uh, you know, kind of. Yacht Rocky. Oh wait, feel to it. Uh, hit him with the hit him with the only fact that matters um, from the lead of that article. Oh, uh, oh God, what was it? Um, intern, where's the intern? Um, I'll set the stage. So in two. 2000- oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, it. it's uh, it's that uh, they got their lyrical inspiration in part from uh being told to uh, always keep a journal and uh it, but to sort of keep two concurrent journals one in which you just sort of noted what happened in your day and one in which you uh poeticized it mm-hmm. and they got that advice from uh someone whose name i believe is Stephen Nix I, I think it's I think it's Stevie, but yeah, that sounds. Oh funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's oh, uh, Stevie okay. Nicks. Yeah, asked them to come over and told them to do that. So you might yeah. you might be into them because Stevie Nicks is into them. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've got. Cool. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, or drop us a line at it's pretty okay at gmail dot com and let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the podcast at our home on the web, prettyokpod.com, along with uh, writing by Ian regularly on music and I guess by me and Pierce occasionally on other subjects. Uh, You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes or most other places where you get your podcasts, and we would love if you would leave us ratings, reviews, comments, that sort of stuff, or even just tell a friend about us. We will be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm John. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.